Hello, and welcome to the Secrets of Happily Ever After podcast. I'm your host, Monica Tanner, and I'm absolutely obsessed with what makes a marriage strong and lasting and happy. So if you're looking for all of those secrets to make your marriage hot and intimate and passionate and truly joyful, then you're absolutely in the right place. Before we dive into today's content, I want to make sure that I tell you about our Valentine's Day Power Couples Romantic Retreat in McCall, Idaho, happening February 8th through the 12th, 2023. Now, this is a perfect holiday gift for your spouse or even that couple in your life. We're going to have so much fun learning about communication, connection, and commitment. We're also going to be skiing at Brundage Mountain, which is going to be so much fun. Spots are filling up fast, so make sure you check it out at www.secretsofhappilyeverafter.com backslash V-Day Retreat. Now, today I want to give you three tips that are going to help your holidays run smoother this year. I am not interested in feeling frazzled and hurried and stressed and overwhelmed and all of the craziness that happened over the holidays. I realize that having that special time with my loved ones is so important. And so I want to help you stay really connected to your partner and be able to enjoy the magic of the holidays together. So here are my three tips for a more blissful holiday season. Number one, I want you to take some time on your own, separate from your partner, and I want you to set your intentions for this year's holidays. Now, a lot of people go into the holidays without having spent any time thinking about how they actually want to feel during the holidays. They just dive right in and they don't set an intention. For example, over Thanksgiving, I want to leave space in my heart for lots and lots of gratitude. My family has been healthy this year, both physically and mentally. We're getting together with my husband's whole family. It's going to be a huge gathering We are traveling, driving like 15 hours in the car to get to where we're going, but I get to have my whole family with me and I'm sure it's going to be a wonderful party, but it's also going to be chaotic. There's lots of little children. We're going to be staying in one house. All of us are going to be cooking. There are lots of heightened emotions because of recent events that have been going on in our family. And so there is the potential to feel stressed, worry about what everybody's thinking, let that perfectionism kick in and not be able to enjoy myself. And I do not want that to happen. So for this Thanksgiving week that I get to spend with all of my family and extended family, I want to feel gratitude. Now I'm going to set that intention early and then I'm going to check in with myself in the morning. How can I feel gratitude today? Maybe in the thick of a chaotic situation, I might stop and think, am I feeling gratitude? What can I 
look around and feel grateful for in this moment. And then as I lay down in bed, I can think about the day's events and what I am truly feeling grateful for. So my intention for Thanksgiving is to really give thanks and feel grateful. Now, as we move into the Christmas holiday season, I want to feel joy. I want to take that gratitude and extend it into real, true joy. I want to remember the reason for the season. I want to enjoy my family and I want to be happy mom that's ready to be present with my family, give the gift of my undivided attention to my loved ones, look for fun opportunities. Maybe that means sledding or going skiing on a whim. I just want to be there and available, present, and feel the joy that truly comes from family and celebrating Christmas and knowing that these moments together are precious. So those are the intentions that I am setting for the holidays. Now notice we're still not there yet. So I'm taking time before the crazy busy rush of everything to set my intentions. And then I'll remind myself daily several times what those intentions are. I'll get up in the morning and think, how can I feel more joy today? Again, in the middle of the day, if I'm feeling stressed or chaotic for some reason, I can think, what is giving me joy right now? What can I be thankful for in this moment? And then as I lay down, I can say, how did I do? Did I feel joy? What filled my heart with joy today? And how can I bring that joy into tomorrow? So that's tip number one. Make sure you're setting your intention for this holiday season. And you can do that all by yourself. You don't have to involve your partner or your family. Now in tip number two, I do want you to involve your partner. Tip number two involves sitting down with your spouse. And I want you to go over your traditions, your budget, and calendar items. And I want you to figure out a way that you can work together so that both of you are less stressed and more connected during the holidays. So many couples skip this step and they just, it's like flying blind. But if you can sit down before the hustle and bustle and you can think about traditions in your family, what would you like this holiday season to look like? Now, here is a big example. When my children were younger, we had a tradition called Elf on the Shelf. And on December 1st, our elf buddy would come out and I would move him all over the house each night. And my younger kids thought this was so fun. And we would tell our kids that Buddy was in direct communication with Santa. And so they needed to behave and to get along with each other and do the things that they're supposed to be doing. Otherwise, they would get put on the naughty list, right? And so that always helped our holidays just run a little bit smoother because if I would walk in and my kids were arguing about something, I'd say, oh no, buddy's taking notes right now. We don't want him to go tell Santa that you guys were not getting along, right? My kids would write letters to Santa and we'd give them to buddy and buddy would deliver them to Santa 
himself. And it was so much fun. And that was so great for a period of time in our lives. Now, as some of my older kids got a little bit older and they realized that Buddy wasn't real and neither was Santa, they would participate in the fun of moving Buddy around for our younger kids. I would often forget and they would take over because it was something that was special to them and they loved being able to participate. Now that all of my kids are older and none of my kids believe in Santa anymore, we've taken the buddy tradition away because it was very stressful to always have to remember to move buddy all around the house. Now, buddy still comes out and we get to see buddy, but he doesn't move around the house every single night. We give him one little spot to sit and he sits there throughout the entire month of December. And my kids know that if they don't get along, well, then they don't get any Christmas presents. And that's about it. So that is one way that we have removed stress from our holiday season as our kids have gotten older. It was a great tradition at one point, but as they grew up, it was a stressful tradition for me and it wasn't as meaningful to them. The same goes with gift giving. When my kids were younger, I would make something handmade for each of the kids, like a blanket or a sign or something little for each of them. And now as they've gotten older, they choose like a secret Santa. And so for the entire month of December, each member of our family has one other member of our family. And so they'll do nice things for them throughout the month of December and then they will get a Christmas gift for their secret Santa person. And usually those gifts are handmade. So now I don't have to make handmade gifts for everyone in the family anymore. I can help each of my kids make things or learn how to make something for their siblings or one of us, right? So that's another tradition that it was a lot of work for me in the beginning, but now that tradition has kind of morphed into something that works a little bit better and isn't as stressful on me. So I want you to talk about those traditions before the holidays are upon you. So think about all of the different things that you do that everybody in your family loves and see if you can't develop some of your traditions into something that's maybe less stressful for you. Or talk about the traditions that just aren't serving your family anymore, that are way more work than you get benefit. So that's number one. Number two, you're going to want to go over your budget. Make your list. Who are you getting gifts for this year? How much are you going to spend on all of those gifts? Which neighbors are getting things, right? Go over that budget with your spouse and be sure that you are not spending more money than you budgeted for the holidays. Make sure that you both agree on the numbers that you're going to spend on different things and then divvy out the responsibilities so it's not just one of yours responsibility to do all the gifting because it is a lot of work. Get your the rest of your family involved in that as well. Figure out what are you going to do for neighbor gifts? What are you going to do for teacher gifts? What are you going to do for extended family? And then have your kids write lists of things that they would like and then make sure that you can fit all of that into your budget. There's been years when we haven't put up Christmas lights because it didn't fit in the budget and I would rather use that money on gifts than I would to 
decorate the house. And then there have been other years where we've had awesome Christmas lights. It just depends. But be sure that you're figuring out what works for your family as far as traditions and budget. And then the last thing I want you to discuss in this pre-planning meeting with your partner is your schedule. Now, oftentimes there's one partner who's like gung-ho and super social and wants to go to every single holiday event and pack the calendar super, super full. And then sometimes there's another spouse who would rather just have a few nights where you're just cuddling by the fire, drinking hot cocoa and watching Hallmark movies. So be sure that you're looking at your calendar together and making sure you've got all the work parties, the church parties, the neighborhood parties, the kids parties on that calendar and that you decide together what you will and you won't attend. Make sure that you're not overscheduling and not overextending yourself so that you have nothing left at the end of the day to give to your marriage and your family, which are what is most important. So learn how to say no to the things that are just going to drain your energy and not add to the intention that you set in the first tip. Okay. So tip number one, set your intention. Tip number two, work with your spouse on traditions, budgeting, and scheduling. And then tip number three, be sure that you're keeping your natural rhythm and routines in place. This means your exercise routine. Now I am an avid worker outer and every single year, right after Thanksgiving, the gym is completely empty. My husband and I work out together every morning and it seems like the closer you get to the holidays, the emptier the gym is. That means there's a whole lot of people that are not exercising and getting those natural endorphins going. So make sure that you don't overextend and overschedule yourself so that you're not making time for your exercise, meditation, or morning routines, the the things that keep you sane, okay? And then date night is another big one. So many people are going to skip date night as the holidays get closer. And let me assure you that if you want to stay connected during the busy holiday season when you're working harder because it's fourth quarter and you need to have more money for all of the gifts and you're giving Christmas bonuses and all the different things that you're doing. Be sure to budget not only financially, but also time-wise for you to spend that special sacred time with your partner. It's three hours a week, remember, and I want you to maintain date night. That's where you can check in with each other. You can even use date night. My husband and I have done this before to go Christmas shopping for your kids or whatever needs to be done, but do it together and don't make it stressful. I want to make sure that you're maintaining those natural rhythms and natural routines that keep you healthy, thriving, getting enough sleep, drinking enough water. There's all kinds of rich, delicious foods to enjoy for the holidays, but make sure that you're maintaining your eating rhythms, your sleeping rhythms, your exercising rhythms, and the time that you spend together with your partner. Don't give that up for anything. Okay, so let's review tip number one, 
set your intentions on your own. Tip number two, make a plan with your partner, discuss traditions, budgeting, and calendar items. And tip number three, make time for your daily and weekly routines and rituals together. That is three ways to enjoy a blissful holiday season and maintain that connection with your partner so you don't end up flying off the handle and wrapping up the holiday season with a whole lot of regret. I want you to feel blissful and grateful and joyful this holiday season. So thank you for listening to the podcast today. If you liked this episode, share it with a friend, leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, and be sure to download your holiday gift giving guide because shopping for a spouse is not easy, but I have created a resource for you with lots of great ideas for gifts for that special someone. You can download it through the link in the show notes, and I will see you same time, same place next week. And until then, happy marriaging. Mm-hmm.